This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. Tonight I'd like to talk about older singles, what's going on in their minds. I want to actually break down four case studies of women who got married older. I wanted to analyze what was going on in their minds as they went through the tukufa of this, um, of the, of this, of the dating tukufa. Um, so anyway, if anyone out there needs my help in any way with regards to Shaduchim, please feel free to reach out to me from anywhere in the world. If you have a question on a relationship that you're in, if you want my help in getting matched up, if you want my help in producing a top 10 list of your potential soulmate, I can be reached at 305-206-1916 from anywhere in the world, or you can email me at drjackcohen18 at gmail.com, drjackcohen18 at gmail.com. As you know, the world is undergoing major flux of changes of all types with Corona, and so the paradigm has changed in terms of how we behave and what we do with regards to dating. So many people have questions out there. Feel free to reach out to me and I'll do my best to answer those questions. But most of the time you do need to make an appointment so that I can have a proper consultation to understand your needs. Okay, tonight's discussion is called, Are We Searching for Mr. or Mrs. Perfect? And what do we do about that? Should we settle or should we wait for Mr. or Mrs. Perfect? There's no one more uniquely qualified to answer that question than people who've dated for years before they met their soulmate or bashert. They all grappled, should I revise what I'm looking for? Am I being too picky, which is the one big complaint that people have with older singles? How can I get past what other people think of me so I can make the best decision for me? So let's start and analyze older single number one. Her name is Chaya. She dated 13 years and she married at the age of 32. Let's hear her story and what lessons we can learn from her life. And Chaya writes, you can build a life with anyone. That's what I thought when I started dating at 19. I knew someone who married at 25 and I thought, wow, that's terrible. It's the end of the world. I was adamant that I wasn't going to end up as an older single. Man plans and God laughs. So I was open to anything, having just two and a half Criteria when I started dating, still I ended up older and single. I don't know how it happened, but the years just flew by. In hindsight, I thank Hashem that my openness didn't sabotage me. Ironically, the longer I dated, the more I realized I had to have some standards. Some people need to find themselves later later on in life. Some people find themselves younger. Some people take the leap of faith earlier. Whatever it is, each one of us has a predetermined destiny with Hashem. He had to be the kind of person that was kind and generous and it was menschlich. And he had to be inherently religious and from. When I was dating, Chaya writes, people would tell me they had married someone very different from their original picture, saying, you can't be picky, Chaya, you can't be so particular. Was it too much to ask for someone nice? People would go on about how nice the boy was. I'd go out with the guy, and, I, and someone different would show up. That's why there were so many bad date stories that I had. I used to say, I'll try to overlook this problem or that problem or this deficiency with the guy, but I had a few deal breakers. When I agreed to go out with someone despite a deal breaker, because I couldn't picky, I sobbed on my kitchen floor. I still went out with the guy, but I couldn't go forward. When people are older and single, it makes other people uncomfortable. Our world, our Jewish world especially, is constructed around families. We're a religion that espouses family. We idolize the concept. We live for it. When it's Shabbos, when it's Yom Tov, it's all about going home, traveling home, going to your parents and your in-laws and to your grandparents, whatever. Because we love family. The Jewish people are built around mishpachot, mishpachos, family. And when we see someone who's not married, it makes us nervous. No one wants to think that could be my daughter, my son. 
still single at 30. So they say they're being picky, and that's the thing that they're charged with. And I think you don't know me. Marriage is serious. I'll be spending the rest of my life with this person. It has to be right. The decision has to be the correct one. When I met my husband, I knew he was it very quickly. He fit my two and a half criteria and so much more. He's my Mr. Perfect. Funnily enough, the two of us were read to each other a number of years since I was 24. But for some reason, we didn't meet until I was over 30. That's the way Hashem wanted it. Looking back, I believe that if we, my husband and I, had been set up earlier, it wouldn't have worked. A person doesn't stay the way the place, same place or in stasis for 10 years. You learn, you read, you think, you change, you metamorphosize, you evolve. I discovered who I am and what I needed in a relationship. And I needed time to figure that out. And anyone wasn't going to cut it. I wasn't the same person at 31 that I was at 21. Life is about compromise. There will be disagreements even with the person you skip off into the sunset with. It's wonderful when a couple gets married at 21, spared a decade of searching and wondering. But everyone has a personal journey in Shidduchim, and then in marriage. And this was mine, so I accepted it and I learned how to live with it. And that's Chaya's story. Let's move on to Devorah, our older single number two, who dated for 14 years and married at the young age of 34. And Devorah writes, what's wrong with you, people used to say. Just get married, you're so picky, Devorah. They didn't understand that I was trying hard. I went on thousands of dates, but I just wasn't finding Mr. Right. Every time I met a guy, there was a big element missing. Our hashkafas or our, our outlooks were mismatched. There was no chemistry. We didn't have similar values. I didn't enjoy his company. I had multiple broken engagements. I had a consultation today with a young lady who was divorced from the Midwest, who's been going out with someone. They're both my clients, by the way. And I didn't do the shidduch, but I'm acting as dating mentor and dating guide for both of them. And after she's gone out now five times, she came home and she, I said to her, she called me up, I said, how was the date? She said, it's okay. Do you look forward to being with him? Not really. Sometimes I feel, I feel like I even have to be pushed to want to call him. I said, would you be excited if he called you? Maybe, it's okay. I said to her, I'm so sorry. You don't have the elements of the Mr. Right. It's got to work. Even if he's a nice guy, that doesn't mean you're going to marry a nice guy. You're not marrying a roommate, a platonic roommate. You're marrying a soulmate. You're marrying someone you look forward to being with, who bring out the best in you, who meets most of your qualifications of what you're looking for. It has to feel right. There has to be some sense of excitement. I was 33, Devorah writes, when I met my husband. He'd been married previously. His first wife had passed away, and I was the first woman he met after her passing. When I met my husband, he said, I don't understand. Why are you still around? And I said, neither do I. I don't know why I'm still around. I tried to be open. If you set me up with a guy and he was a mensch, whatever he was doing, I'd give it a shot. I was open-minded. I met all sorts of guys. Balachuva, divorced guys, guys with kids, younger, older. I was very open-minded. When I met my husband, I thought he was awesome. I had 50 items on my list and he came up with 48 out of 50. It was ridiculous. But I found myself getting hung up on those two that he didn't have. Why do I have to sell it? I asked myself. Imagine, she met, he met 48 out of her 50 qualifications, yet she was focusing on the two he lacked. I knew my husband was a good match for me, with so many qualities I never realized I needed. But it was also things I didn't want. I had to mourn and cry to let go of my fantasy in order to embrace this great reality. Here's a wonderful guy who'd make a great husband and a great father. I realized it was better to mourn the loss to embrace what's here than to let the whole thing go and mourn the fact that I might never get married. I think everyone compromises on something in life. When you're younger, you may not know what you're giving up on. Everything seems wonderful. 
But maybe later, panasa is a struggle, or having children is a struggle, or the marriage takes lots of work. Everyone has challenges in life. No one leaves this world without challenges or comes in here and thinks that it's an open ticket. There will always be an avoda or effort or work for every couple to go through, no matter how good the marriage is. Great relationships don't just happen. She tells us a phenomenal point here, ladies and gentlemen. Great relationships don't just happen. you got to make them happen. With work, you can turn someone into your soulmate, but not everyone is willing to put in the effort. And I see this so often with my clients and students. They just bail out quickly. I just had set up people to a couple. One, The man was in his 40s, the girl is in her 30s. And right away she tells me, I said, how was the date? She said, he was uninspired. He wasn't invested into the relationship. He was so burnt out. Is that fair? You're going out. You're going out with the idea and the expectation to get married. Give it your best effort. Smile. Have a positive spin to it. Must it be that the individual on the other side can tell readily that you're not into it? That you don't care for it? That you're just there to go through the motions? Isn't that terrible? Whatever you do, you should give your best effort in. Sometimes two neshamas have been apart for so long, they don't even recognize each other at first. And it takes perseverance until they connect. So it requires patience. That's the problem we have today. We live in a disposable society, so we expect everything to happen now and quickly. But relationships take time, like wine that ages and gets better and better. It has to sit in the casket a couple of years, three, four, five years. Sometimes whiskey sits there 10, 14, 20 years until it becomes the greatest whiskey it can become. While it's important to seek advice from those who have experienced, the opinion that matters most is your opinion. I realized I alone had to make the decision to marry my husband. We were engaged before I even introduced him to my parents. After she met him, my mother asked, Are you sure you want to marry a guy who's been married before? I was prepared and I said, Yes, mommy. Sometimes we can't consult people we love because they care about us and they want what's best, maybe too best for us, and may, not, and may take us off course. There's a strong message in the religious Jewish world. To be successful, you need to marry and have a family. But there are two routes to that destination. Many people get married young and then grow up together with their spouse to become who they need to become in life. Others take the second route, grow and mature on their own as older singles in order to be ready to meet another person who is already grown and developed. And both paths can reach a beautiful destination. Not one path is right. Certainly when you see the one in front of you, we always want to encourage people to get married as young as possible. But certain individuals are destined for a different path. Ultimately, we all cross at the same destination point. Let's hear from our third single. Her name is Meryl. She dated 11 years and she married at the age of 29. And she writes, Meryl writes, A lot of people have an image of a certain type of guy in their head. Until they find that guy, they feel they can't get married. I didn't have such an image. There weren't a hundred criteria potential husband had to meet with regards to myself. I was hoping to meet someone headed in a similar direction in terms of goals and more than anything, someone who was company that I would enjoy. Someone I could eat breakfast with every morning and look forward to it. I was a hard match. I was bright. I was intense. But I approached dating with an open mind. Very good. Didn't verify every last detail. I don't think I finally married because I changed my standards or became more realistic, but because I met someone I liked. If I would have met my husband 10 years earlier, I would have married him then too. Were there things I was aware I wasn't getting? Of course there were. Were there things I would have found out later that had we dated longer? Yes. Even now there are things I wish were different, but I wouldn't say I settled, and I'm glad I didn't know what I didn't know. There was an argument that I had with Shulchanim all the time. They would say to me, he graduated from Harvard. And I would say, so what do you want me to do? Am I going to talk to his diploma? Am I marrying his diploma? I couldn't talk to him. 
when I met my husband who might be able to only squeak into Harvard at best, that fact didn't matter because I enjoyed his company. It's important, ladies and gentlemen, to enjoy the other person's company and that you should enjoy the conversations together. The fact that he can't solve a math problem as quickly as I can doesn't mean anything. and doesn't mean I settled either. It means I recognize that since I liked him and he was a thinking person, being a genius wasn't important to me. Even though I was dating for so long, the fundamentals of the man I was looking for did not change. Circumstances change, and that affects how we do things, but values, integrity, these are timeless values. They never change. My friends who are still not married were likely just as open as 18 as others, but they didn't have opportunities, and then time gave them more criteria. Some would have easily married at 18, but once they got to 28, they may have thought, I waited this long, I may as well get exactly what I'm looking for. I think if a single is looking for a rare combination and has a good reason for doing so, they have to go with it. But from what I've been seeing from my friends, those who eventually did get married, generally let go of the silly stuff and started looking past exteriors to see what's beneath. Still, bottom line, whether you marry older or marry younger, there are always going to be surprises. Let's hear from Tzipi, who married at the age of 30 after dating 11 years. And Tippi writes, Nachum was divorced. He was the first guy I dated who was a divorcee. I had a friend who had gotten married a year before, also to someone divorced. When we were seriously dating, my mother admitted it wasn't what she dreamed of, but my friend's choice made it okay for my mother to accept my choice. I didn't feel like I was settling. He checked off all my boxes. I think settling is when people talk you into marrying someone, an outside pressure. My mother married when she was 24, and she thought that was old. She used to tell me I needed to settle, but I made it clear I wouldn't marry just to get married. It's important for a single to be happy and self-confident in their situation. There's nothing worse than being depressed or anxious about not being married. Strive for success. Find things to keep you occupied so you'll be able to wait patiently until Mr. and Mrs. Wright comes around without feeling the need to rush into something to fill a hole inside you. You need to stay busy. When you make your decision, you should be drawn to that person. That's so important. That's such a critical concept that she just made. You need to be drawn to that person. It may be different from what you anticipated because who you are may change. When you're younger, maybe you're looking for a learning guy. But maybe that isn't relevant to you when you're older. A 30-year-old girl may want to get married and be a stay-at-home mom to have that flexibility. What a single needs is often very different than what other people think they need. Older singles are not necessarily picky. It's just that they know themselves better and who they can be with and they haven't yet found that person. Most important is to find one person with whom you can be your truest self, with all your idiosyncrasies, without any pretenses. You shouldn't give up a part of yourself to be with someone. You've got to be you. And they have to click with you like a Lego piece. Don't compromise on your values just to get a proposal for engagement. In literature, you have the character and the setting. Don't settle on the character. Don't settle on the midos. Don't settle on the essence of the person. But you can look away from the setting. The core still is the same. It's just the externals that may be different. Maybe the guy's profession isn't what you imagined. Perhaps his family background or his marital history or his nationality doesn't match up with your genes. Broaden your horizons. Be willing to give it a shot. While you need to be open to meeting people who may not check off all your boxes, you also have to know yourself and what you can live with and what you cannot live with. I never said I wouldn't go out with a divorced guy, but other things would have been harder for me to swallow. 
When I was dating my husband, <clears throat> I had a discussion with my cousin, who's also an older single. She said, I couldn't handle a widower, but a divorced guy wouldn't bother me. Be flexible, but also be honest, especially be honest with yourself. Let's hear from Gila. Gila married at the age of 35 and dated for 10 years. Gila writes, I had a mental picture of the kind of guy I wanted and the qualities I thought were important to me. I didn't expect to find all of it. It was a starting point. I was open to exploring variations of my theme. I wasn't holding out for Mr. Perfect, but for Mr. Good Enough. In the end, I found 100% of what I was looking for. Even details I didn't put on my list. I wasn't holding out for Mr. Perfect, but I ended up finding him anyway. I was looking for a guy who was learning, and when I hit my 30s, I was still holding out for a guy who would probably be going into being a Rebbe or learning a Kolel. I'm not typically yeshivish, I come from a more open-minded world. Those two factors were hard to reconcile. It was a hard combination to find. And when I dated someone good enough, someone would have had differences with in terms of Ashkaf or outlook, still I tried to make it work despite those differences. After all, he was learning, he had a passion for it, he was nice, so I forced myself to continue in the relationship. I had a mentor who said the fact that we didn't mesh hashkafically didn't bother her, but I should see if I could connect in other ways, maybe on an emotional level with the man. When it didn't end up working with the people I felt so were good enough, I wasn't the one who said no. I remember one incident in particular that was painful. We went out a bunch of times, myself and a guy, and it got pretty serious. And then it was over. Hashem is in charge, it wasn't for me. I think it's important to explore and go out with different types of people because you don't know how you'll connect in the relationship. So you should be open-minded to different backgrounds. You may think you need one thing, and you may not realize you can connect with another thing and still have a beautiful marriage, as we see today. I don't regret going out with those good enough people and trying to make it work. The process of exploration helps you develop an understanding of yourself and your needs. Each person you meet can help you develop a bit more. So when you meet your husband, you can truly connect. As they say, every new date is one step closer to the Yeshua. So what can you do to explain, expand your possibilities if you're an older single? It seems that sometimes as an older single, date after disappointing dates seem to be DOA, dead on, dead on arrival. What can you do to find more suitable dates? So here's some thoughts, here's some nice suggestions. Number one, broaden your scope. Try to be more open-minded to different packaging, different externals. Consider broadening your criteria to include different backgrounds, different yeshivas or professions. Next, work on your own self-worth. Self-esteem is attractive. Someone can only love us to the extent that we love ourselves. If I don't look out for myself and my self-esteem and my self-confidence, who will? Because if you are, are not, if you are lacking in self-confidence and self-esteem, it's going to be advertised. It's going to be broadcast to the dating partner. I asked my, my friend, someone writes, would you want to date yourself? Positive energy attracts a positive person. Blockages stop you from moving forward. Make sure that you have a positive attitude and you're working on your simcha sechayim. Number three, expand your circles. Get out there, meet new people. Expand your social network. Start going out on Shabbos if you don't already. Try different Shabbos tables. Try different Shatchanim. Try different singles networks. Next, say yes more often. If it sounds decent, give it a shot. An organization devoted to making Shaduchim track dating trends amongst their members. Listen to their findings. They found people who claimed they weren't getting dates had in fact been offered as many dates as anyone else in the group. This suggested the difference was the response. They were saying no more often if a shidduch didn't match their predetermined criteria. So be more flexible. Next and lastly, focus on the positive. 
Look for the best in other people. Remember, you're not perfect, so don't hold those people to higher standards than you hold yourself. When you meet someone and he isn't what you imagined, don't focus on why he isn't for you. Ask, could it work for me? And now, last but not least, some comments on how we as a society should look at older singles. Because sometimes some of our outlooks and some of our attitudes and some of our comments are not fair and they can be hurtful. Looking from the outside in, it's easy to judge older singles. Outsiders thinking they have a fresh insight to assessing ongoing situations assign reasons as to why an older single hasn't found the one. And this can cause older singles tremendous pain. Singles are often accused of making foolish decisions of not knowing what they're doing says top psychologist, Dr. Hammer Fund. Right? People say she should have settled, but they don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. So let's get into it. It's possible she dated Mr. Eligible, and he had terrible medos, terrible character traits, or some other issue that made it a deal breaker. She may have told you a reason, but you don't, you don't know what went on. It's important to friends, family members, and Shatkhanim not to cause pain. It's important not to cause pain. It's often the case that singles are ready to marry, but were never offered a good, solid, realistic choice. It's possible the majority of the women who are single now are in that category. Many women who were ready to say yes to the next appropriate person didn't get that opportunity because he never came. He never agreed to another date. A person's current circumstances can dictate their choices. As people encounter life circumstances, priorities change, values change, we all change. We're not the same people we were a year ago, two years ago, and certainly in the last three, four months with the this whole pandemic of Corona, how it's changed us and our outlooks on life. And therefore, aspirations and shidduchim change. It's not about settling, but about prioritizing values based on who you are right now. Because we're always changing. We're in flux. Of course, it's easier to get married as a younger person. People tend to be more flexible when they're younger. So it's easier to accommodate another person's quirks. But not everyone gets that choice. There's always a reason a person can't envision making it work. They don't like the person enough or they have issues they have to work through. Maybe they have scars from childhood, from their families, from schools, from rebellion treated them a certain way, or teachers. It's not because they're stubborn or picky, but because they weren't able to for some reason. So give them that slack. <clears throat> we believe anyone in past age 22 should have a dating culture therapist, says Dr. Rukhama Fund, who is a leading expert on this. When people are young, their parents can be their mentors, but as their parents get more older and they get anxious about the situation, it doesn't help matters. The single needs a coach or a therapist who's a third party, outside party, who can remain objective and who's not going to put the pressure that a parent can put on them and who can help them work things through without unconsciously imposing their own agenda. This is one thing that I love to do, that Hashem gave me such a wonderful love to do this, which is to help singles work through their relationships. A therapist can provide multiple benefits. They can help a person make peace with a painful personal history. Oftentimes I meet people or people come to me as clients, but they're not ready for marriage because there's baggage from the past. And that baggage needs to be sorted out before you can send them into Shidduchim. And also help them recover from shameful dating experiences, maybe even traumas. There's a small percentage of people who have a condition called relationship OCD. They have a hard time making decisions. And that can affect their ability to move forward in the Shidduch. Such people need a dating mentor or a coach or a therapist. That's something that can be treated very easily with a dating mentor or therapy. Most importantly, a coach or a therapist can teach a single to tune out outside opinions and focus on their individual needs. Thank you so much for granting me the opportunity to make this presentation tonight. Again, anyone out there in the world who would like my help in Shidduchim or relationship analysis will help you put together a top 10 list 
or any kind of help that you're looking for in Shalom Bayis, feel free to reach out to me at 305-206-1916. These days, especially with Corona, people are indoors a lot, and they're reading a lot, and they're doing Zoom dating, which if they need help with, I'm helping them. So feel free to reach out to me for that, and I'll do my best to help you. Have a wonderful week, and a great Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.